Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to. I'm I'm already starting it wrong, but welcome to TBD with Matt and Emily. There we go. I'm Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And that's our names. Yep. Check mark. We did it. <laughs> we did it at the beginning. We don't need to do it again. Nope. Uh, how you doing, Emily? I'm doing good. Um, preparing for DCM. Cool. Thinking about how much sunscreen I'm going to need to put on. Going to be outdoors in the hot. Hot heat. Yeah. And here we are drinking tea. Yeah. Right before we go in the hot, hot heat. <laughs> you know there's a band called Hot, Hot Heat? No, are they good? Uh, yeah. That's fun. I liked them. They, I don't, they don't, I don't know that they exist anymore, but they were it's a band. They could have appeared on the emo episode we had. I feel like they're, they're maybe not emo, but emo adjacent. Plug to listen to Matt's um, early 2000s emo episode. Anything I can get to have people listen to any of my solo episodes, which if you're listening to this one, is one. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Matt, can you just, um, real quick, how many downloads do we have? Oh, uh, well, just, um, you know, yesterday we went over a thousand. Woo! Woo! <laughs> over a thousand, everyone. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> um, you know, if you like this podcast, may I suggest you tell someone you know about it? And say like, hey, friend, I have this podcast I like that's also about friends <laughs> and podcasting and tea and topics and things. Anyways, recommend us to your friends. <laughs> yeah, recommend us to your friends. Tweet us about Tweet about us. Yeah. Facebook about us. Blog about us. Just let someone, if everyone picked one person, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> and then those people picked one person. That's like infinity people. Yeah, that's like the... um. There's an equation about that, a math equation. Um, Something to do with plots. It starts with an E. Mm. Uh, exponential. Yes. Uh, I you you actually you really got me because I thought it was something <laughs> for some th- reason I thought it was something else, but exponential is the word you want. Right? I think so. Yeah. I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, it's like when yeah you know what it is. <laughs> it's, it's the a graph. It's the graph that goes whoop. Like when you make your uh, index finger and thumb into like a J, mm-hmm. that's like a... Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. I picture it. Anyways, that's been the math portion of this episode of the podcast. Check mark. Don't need to do it again. There we go. It might happen again. Actually, it's got to... Having known having knowing the topic that I'm going to give today, math might come back. Is it about the Pythag- Pythagorean theorem? I hope so. Uh, a squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not about that, although great theorem. <laughs> I think, I think ninety percent of my high school math grades were related to knowing the Pythagorean theorem. I just feel like I used it constantly, and I don't know why. That's just the memory I have. I did I really good in geometry. That was my best subject, I think. I'm proud of you. I know. I still know most of my areas and volumes. We don't have to go through all those. but We don't need to. Um, I can do the quadratic formula to the tune of Pop Goes the Weasel. Uh, let's hear it. X equals negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC all over 2A. That's good. Is that how they taught it to you or yeah. did you just do that? No, that's own? how they taught it to us. Honestly, it was effective. You still know it. I still know it. I don't know if you can use it, but you know it. Hmm. <laughs> Questionable? I don't know. I can't. I don't. I would. That's. I've forgotten that. If it's anything about calculus or algebra, I've forgotten a lot of that. I don't remember what the. I think it has some, something to do with graphs. Um. So much math talk. Yeah, and we said we were done with it. We are done with it. Now it's over. <laughs> math done. Um. So I don't know. You want to get into tea talk? I would love to get into tea talk. Let's talk tea. Tea talking tea. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea. Talk. There we go. That was a little different. Uh, we need those variations so people know it's not a recording of it. If like we're not just dropping that in every time you are singing the song from scratch every time. Yeah, every single time it's an Emily Riggins original. Yeah, we'll just have to string them all together one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this tea comes to us courtesy of a past guest, uh, Alex Royston. Yep, yep. She brought us two teas and we did not drink them on her episode. <laughs> they were a gift to the pod. Which is really what we need all tea companies to do. Yeah. She's our first f- sponsor <laughs> in that way. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> we love you, Alex. Um, tea, it's the T2, the T2 brand. Um, 
It is called French Earl Grey. But it's an Australian tea. It is. That's crazy, right? That it's Australian, but it's got the word French on it. Well. This is cuckoo. This is bananas. Absolutely bananas. Uh, Earl Grey gets a French twist, which is oh so fruity. A a uh, medium-bodied black tea base with pretty petals and notes of fruit that play with classic uh, bergamot. I think that's how it's said. And an inspiring, bold, and refined infusion. I'm going to see if it's inspiring and bold. Give me one second. Here we go. She's taking a sip. She's swirling it in her mouth. I would say I'm inspired to be more bold now. There you go. Uh, what do you think you should enjoy this with? What do you think they recommend you enjoy this with? Cookies. Enjoy with perfect on its own. <laughs> Sorry if you feel a little punked into that. Um, but I had to read it. So, <laughs> um, so Earl Grey, I think a lot of you have had probably, not to say a lot of you, but um, I don't know how many of you actually tea. drink tea. <laughs> That's a common tea if you drink tea. I drink a lot of Earl Grey. Whenever I go, a lot of times when I go out, I will order an Earl Grey because it's a good, solid, standby choice. It smells so good. I'd say this is does feel fruity and flowery. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty similar to yeah other Earl Greys, but maybe just like a little more fruity. I would agree. I would say, and I don't know what makes it fruity. Uh, well, I guess there's the rose petals, but... Um, or petals of some kind. It doesn't actually say. It's just pretty petals. <laughs> I don't know, Emily. Do you think this tastes pretty? Uh, let me. Let me. I'm gonna check. Let me check back in with you. Okay, she's taking a sip. She's swirling it around in her mouth, getting the full taste on her tongue. It tastes so pretty. There we go. It tastes pretty. Uh, I don't know exactly how something can taste pretty. Well, flowers are pretty. That's true. And so, if you taste like flowers, you taste like pretty. Maybe. I track that logic. Uh, I I just I'm I'm sipping this as well. I'm also drinking with sugar and milk, which longtime listeners will know, not my usual way of drinking tea. That's true. <laughs> but I think Earl Grey is Earl Grey is my my main tea. I'll have milk with. So hey, it's a very good milk tea. It's yeah. good milk tea. This this. Do you ever drink bubble tea? I've never had bubble tea. Um, does it interest you? Um, I've just never had it. So, well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe on this hot weekend, we can go find some bubble tea somewhere. It's, uh, I find, we've never talked about it here because I've never even asked you about it before, but it's delicious. And it's usually, it's like, this kind of reminds me of it because like, I feel like this level of like sugar and milkiness is kind of what you'd get in a bubble tea because they're very, they're definitely like a dessert kind of, have a dessert kind of feel to them. Um, they're very sweet. Usually my, in my experience of the many times i've had it it usually tends to be kind of on the sweeter side but they have those giant like tapioca balls at the bottom of them yeah which are really fun to eat i think that's why i've never had it because i'm confused by the tapioca balls uh do you like tapioca pudding i don't know if i've ever had tapioca i love as a kid i was i was a very strange kid i loved vegetables and i loved tapioca pudding which i feel like are two things that are considered old people things (laughs) just like in pop culture (laughs) i think all young children are actually just old people. Um, sure. Like the middle, you're a little different, but at the beginning and the end, you like the same things. Yeah, the, the problem is I haven't. I'm not. I'm the same. I'm the same as I was when I was five years old. I'm. A li- I know a li- few more math equations, but uh, I'm otherwise the same. Um, when I was in kindergarten, for we our parents were allowed to bring us in snacks for our birthday. Mm-hmm. And I wanted my mom to bring me in carrots and celery and ranch. That sounds like fun to me. Yeah, she did. They were delicious. Um, I would enjoy that kind of stuff. We always had like the cupcake stuff for the birthdays. And people would bring in cup- like trays of cupcakes or whatever. So I, I, think, ha- hmm? I think in the years after that, my mom probably brought in cookies. She makes great cookies. Um, I... I feel like I just always remember being cupcakes, which is so weird. Now that you say cookies, I'm like, why didn't more people bring other things that weren't that one thing? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess for me, I don't love cupcakes because mm-hmm. I don't love icing. I will take icing off cake. I- icing off cupcakes. Is that true about all icing? You don't like any icing? 
Um, cream cheese and chocolate. I'll leave a little bit on, but I'll still take most of it off. I was going to say, cream cheese frosting, to me, a number one. It's the best frosting. I would agree with that. Uh, it's still too sweet, but I do agree that it's the best. I also used to really like, and I don't know if this is still a thing, but this they used to have like these like this frosting with like chunks of candy in them. <laughs> and I remember that as like a kid, but I feel like I haven't had it in like 20 years. <laughs> I like barely even remember it existing. I don't know. Had li- I don't think I've ever had it. It was really good because it had the little candy chunks in it. Hey, it- hmm? sorry. Do you ever have a cupcake where they put like the sprinkles in it and then it has the little like color bursts inside of the cupcake? Mm-mm. Wow. You've never lived. I've never lived. Can I tell you a really gross story <laughs> related to that? Yes. Just yesterday, <laughs> I was at a Starbucks. Oh, that's crazy. And this really annoying person was sitting next to me. And she was with some of her friends. And they, I don't know, whatever. They were annoying. Just t- take my word for that. And they had ordered, um, they sat really, I was sitting at like a communal table so they sat really close to me <laughs> so i heard every word they said <laughs> and they um had ordered food like um pastries and stuff from starbucks and one of them ordered a cho- like a chocolate chip muffin so it's just a muffin with chocolate chips in it you I've can had that muffin you can imagine what that looks like and there was sort of the smaller chocolate chips so they mm-hmm. they really melt into the um the muffin mm-hmm so if you bite into one, it just looks like a spotted piece of bread, mm-hmm. right? So this one girl's eating this muffin. And this other girl says, the annoying one, says, boy, that just that looks just like my scar. You know, because it's all blotchy from the surgery. What? And I was like, I guess I could imagine that. It's almost like a little rash. Like it, mm-hmm. it looks like just like it's all dotted and stuff. But to tell someone that their food they're eating right there looks like your disgusting surgeried hand. <laughs> what? Were, what? Who, <sighs> who says that? That girl. Anyways, I'm hoping none of you are eating chocolate chip muffins while you listen to this episode. Or maybe, maybe we hope you are because they're delicious. I mean, I hope you finished it right before I started talking about that. That's fair. Um, So I feel like we need to go a little bit back to the tea because you asked me a lot of questions about the tea. But Matt. Oh, sure. Are you enjoying the tea? I am enjoying the tea. That's why why I I got in the bubble tea thing. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that. Mm -hmm. Is it pretty? It tastes pretty. It um, it just looks brown. (laughs) Looks like your average tea in that way. Um. You have any more? Uh, do you feel bold and inspired? I feel oddly inspired, but not bold. Mm, wow. Hmm. Matt, I have a really big question for you. I think I know what it is, but go ahead, ask me. Matt, is this your cup of tea? I'm going to give this my first ever emphatic, yes, this is my cup of tea. That's great, because you know what? I would also say emphatically, it's my cup of tea. Wow. That's two emphatic cups of tea. I say that this tea is a success. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, Alex. All right. Are we done with tea talk? I think so. We asked all the important questions. Tea talk complete. Tea talk out. (laughs) See you later, tea talk. Bye. Uh, On to topic talk. Hey, Matt. Mm -hmm. Hey, viewers, just so you know, I just put my hand on my chin, which is my let's chat face. It's true. Um, She did. I'll even take a picture of it. And then we can post that on the internet and people can be like, that's the moment from uh, that uh, <laughs> they said that. Um, Matt, what's your topic this week? Oh, boy. Emily, I have a topic that I guess I've been meaning. Uh, you know, I, I rack my brain a little bit thinking of this because I'm always racking my brain about stuff. <laughs> and I was like, this is stupid. Why am I racking my brain? I have a topic that I've been wanting to talk about since the very beginning. One that I like talking about even when I didn't have a podcast. <laughs> uh, one, I think, I think I had been, I was saving it, but I don't know what for necessarily. Uh, my topic is my sport of choice to watch, consume baseball. Baseball! Baseball is a general topic. Uh because I think I was going to, you know, I had weird, weird feelings, whether I should do this in the middle of the baseball season or wait to 
before next one, the end of this one. But you know, it's it's probably a good idea to just do right in the middle because then we're not busy like predicting baseball. Like from like if you did it if we did it in like March, we'd be like, who's going to win the World Series this year? That's boring. We don't need to talk about who's going to win the World Nuh-uh. Series. Although we all know it's going to be my team, the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Uh, go Cardinals oh boy um, Cardinals the second most hateable team after the Yankees <laughs> despicable Cardinals whatever keep moving on uh, I'll, I'll, I will let you know all of the teams that I find despicable and in what order I find them despicable <laughs> that's going to be one of my questions <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about teams that I find uh, you know enjoyable I have no opinion about or I dislike, and all sorts of shades of gray in between there. There are 30 teams, so I have plenty of times to, plenty of uh, range to be annoyed or not annoyed at a team. Emily, can I read you how Wikipedia describes baseball? Yes, I've been looking forward to you reading your Wikipedia article. I, I normally against reading from Wikipedia, but I saw this and I decided it has to be read in this most clinical way. Because you could ask me to describe baseball to you, but I, there's no way I would say it the way Wikipedia says it. <laughs> Baseball is a bat and ball game played between two opposing teams who take turns batting and fielding. The game proceeds when a player on the fielding team, called the pitcher, throws a ball which a player on the batting team tries to hit with a bat. (laughs) The objectives of the offensive team, batting team, are to hit the ball into the field of play and to run the bases, having its runners advance counterclockwise around four bases to score what are called, quote, runs end quote (laughs) i'm glad they put that in quotes the objective of the defensive team fielding team is to prevent batters from becoming runners and to prevent runners advancing around the bases a run is scored when a runner legally advances around the bases in order and touches home plate the place where the player started as a batter the team that scores the most runs by the end of the game is the winner wow what a description i mean it was clear it was concise. It was fact-filled. I feel like we even got like some weird math, like counterclockwise. I don't know if that's technically math, but I consider clocks to be math. I think so. Four bases. That's the math. <laughs> Just that number four. I mean, you're that's literally adding base one, base two, base three, and base four together. Yeah. And that you know, they're counting home plate as a base in this in this thing, which I guess I would too. But usually call it home plate. Mm, that's true. It's technically a base. But you call it a plate. I think I've heard it called home base. I mean, home base is also just generally a, a term that you might hear in like spy stuff, I think, or like military stuff. Mm-hmm. Going back to home base. I think the restaurant and crazy ass girlfriend is called home base. I don't know. Hmm. That's not our topic today. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Matt. Yep. What do you, besides that excellent description, what do you love about baseball? All right. There are there are many facets of baseball that I enjoy. Um, I like that it is not a timed sport. So one of my problems with many other sports when you're watching them is, is you know, it goes like baseball can go to infinity. If you go, if it's a tie game and not at the end of nine innings, you play a 10th inning. You just keep playing baseball until there's no more baseball to be played. Whereas in most other sports, there's a time limit and I don't know that time limits themselves are inherently bad, but the problem is that like the end of the game ends up being a lot different than the rest of the game. Yes. Uh, I think basketball to me like the, is the least appealing in this way because it just like becomes like this fouling competition. Ugh, who can I hate sp- the last two minutes of basketball. Yeah, basketball. Basketball. Um, <laughs> it can be just it's just annoying to watch, and I say I I have a similar feeling about football. Um two because like the end of a football game is also like you know the team that's winning has possession they're trying to like you know wind down the clock and it's like really unexciting to me (laughs) um and then soccer and hockey also you know obviously have this but i think those sports are uh, low enough scoring as it is that um it's still exciting at the end like even though they're trying to you know slow it down and like take minutes off the clock like it's still like you know most of those games are like only decided by one or two goals or something. Mm-hmm. So it's still at least close. Although that being said, I hate overtime in those sports. <laughs> like shootout stuff is like 
so frustrating to me because it's so like that's like baseball again you just keep playing more innings yeah rather than being like okay now we're gonna have a home run derby to figure out who wins like <laughs> you know um so i really like that okay. oh that's that's only that's one. one that's only one reason i like that sport um two i like because i like that there's like i think one of the complaints people have is that there are too many games which is the opposite complaint i have that I wish baseball was on every day. Like when they're like occasionally like teams have off days, like usually once a week or once every couple of weeks, they have a day off. And if I want to watch baseball on one of those days, it's very sad to me. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I'll just put it on. I'll be doing my work. I'll be editing this podcast, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and um, I'll just throw on the baseball game and I'll have it as background. And it's like, it, it, I feel deprived of that if there's no baseball on that day will you watch just random games that don't involve the red sox um yes although it, for this example i just there's no, there's only a couple days of the of the summer where there's no baseball games which are around like the all-star game in july uh so that being said i could hypothetically throw on some random game most of the time um most nights mm-hmm uh, I wish there was always a day game. I, if there was always a day game, I would probably always be watching that while I did my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like I'd just have it on the background. Yeah. But I don't mind. Like I'll watch the playoffs if it's not the Red Sox. I mean, during the regular year, I won't watch so many non-Red Sox games because there are so many Red Sox games to be That's had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but say they get like knocked out or they don't make the playoffs or something. I would still watch at least the World Series and probably... A bunch of the games leading up to the World Series. Okay. Um, I'll accept that. Yeah. It's I don't a, know why I want it. <laughs> uh, I've also traveled to a lot of baseball stadiums. I've been to, I want to say, 15 of the 30. Have could, you been to the Great American Bar- Ballpark? I have not been. Have you been to, uh, I think it's Progressive Field? Um, I've not been to Progressive Field. You were talking about the Cincinnati and Cleveland? Yeah. Uh, Stadiums. I've not been to either of those. Um, I could name you the ones I've been to, if you want to hear them. I'd love to. I've been to San Francisco, uh, the two stadiums in LA, the Dodgers and the Angels. I have been to. Uh, I've been to Wrigley Field in Chicago. I have been to. Quick uh, aside. Yep. Um, in college, one of my friends came up with a bunch of nicknames for me, and one of them was Riggy Field because it sounded like Wrigley Field. Mm. Keep going. <laughs> were you also Were you also Riggy Gum? Wrigley's Gum. No, she never got that one. There was a whole bunch. There was one. My favorite was Riganometry. Mm. Here we go. That's a good math one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have been to um, Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Go Cards! I've been to see the Cardinals there. Uh, I've technically, although I don't know if I would count this as seen a game. I didn't see a game there, but I've been to Houston's stadium. I've been inside of it. <laughs> um, they have a field in the, they have a flagpole in the middle of their field. Um, yeah, I can't remember if they moved it or not. They were going to, I think. I don't remember. It was in, it's in Tal's Hill, which is like a hill they had in their outfield, which was like supposed to be a quirky thing. And I think they put the hill behind a wall because they just realized it was a disaster. <laughs> I don't remember though. I could be wrong about that. Um, and then let's see. I've been to uh, Baltimore. And Good morning, Baltimore. Keep going. <laughs> uh, Fenway Park, obviously, in Boston. Uh, the two in New York, uh, where the Mets and the Yankees each play. Um, man, I feel like that wasn't. Oh, I've been to Toronto. Went to the uh, Toronto's field. And, uh, boy, that might be all of them. Although that doesn't feel like all the ones I, it doesn't feel like, oh, I've been to Pittsburgh. That's another one I've been to. Oh, and Philadelphia, both of the Pennsylvania ones. Been to most of the East Coast ones, except for, there's two in Florida and there's uh, one in Washington, D.C., which I've not been to, those three yet. Don't go to the Marlins. Um, I probably will eventually, but uh, I also just got like, so part of me, like, so one of the reasons I haven't been on Tampa Bay is because they're getting a new, or their, (laughs) their ballpark is crummy and they 
will presumably get a newer one in the not too distant future. So I'm not going to bother seeing their crappy stadium they have now. I have similar opinions about Oakland. Uh, they're in the they're trying to get a new stadium because it's like crappy. But this is to say that when I go to those other stadiums, I rare I rarely have seen the Red Sox in these other games. You just go because you like baseball. I will just go. Yeah. Uh, the one ex- I think the one time I've oh I've seen the Red Sox play the Yankees in New York, so I've seen that's oh I've, I I've seen that yes you were there with me um <laughs> one of the time I've been I've done that three times I think I was only with you once yes although I've seen them twice there you go the, yeah yeah in three a three day span you went yeah. twice <laughs> um they're actually uh by giving away what day of the week this or what day this podcast is but the Red Sox are actually in New York tonight tomorrow and Sunday which is unfortunate because I'm going to be seeing improv all weekend <laughs> um although if I want to take a break I can go to the bar and watch my favorite team beat my least favorite team <laughs> hey everyone from New York love you um <laughs> And I could, I might, I'm, I'm going to be less, I'm, I'm going to be less nasty on this podcast than I, if you really got me talking about how much I dislike the Yankees, I'd get real salty. <laughs> uh, that can be a mini topic one day. Yeah. How salty I am towards the Yankees. I, um, I could, oh, I do have a whole thing about that. Anyways, there's, there's a 30 for 30 about, there was this whole phenomenon in Boston where they created these, this one company made these t-shirts that said Yankees suck on them. And they made a 30 for 30 documentary about it. Cause it was like, it was a big deal. <laughs> it was a huge, crazy deal. Anyways, uh, listen to the documentary. Cause it's, it's pretty, it's, it's like almost ridiculous. It's just like, I can't believe this even happened. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't know much about baseball, but I do know about sports rivalries. Um, and Ohio state has shirts. Our big rival is Michigan. And we have shirts that say "fuck Michigan." Well, wow. Uh, Straight to the point. Yeah. Also, that Ann Arbor is a whore. That's where Michigan is. Uh, I know that's where it is because I've been to Ann Arbor. And seen. actually, now that I think about it, I've also been to see. I've seen the Detroit Tigers and the Red Sox were playing them in Detroit. And when I was there, I stayed in Ann Arbor, and I got a sort of. Uh, well, I got a tour of sort of Detroit and Ann Arbor by car and we drove by Michigan. So I've seen their like football stadium and Sounds stuff. Sounds like a real nightmare. I've also been to their stadium. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I, as mentioned earlier, I don't really care that much as much about football as I do about baseball. So uh, there you go. Oh, I also ranked all my, all the stadiums I've been to are on my website. Go to mattarmando.com. Just a plug that I'm only now comfortable with. <laughs> uh, but I ranked all my, for a while I was like reviewing stadiums and i've just haven't i haven't been to a new one in a couple years now which is disappointing but it's how the world works time goes by and the other time i saw the red sox i saw them in uh, when i saw the la angels in anaheim i also saw the red sox there the stadium was full of red sox fans it was i'm sure very annoying for any angels fans um oh i just had such a good question Hmm. no it was a really good question Oh, how do you feel about analytics? Uh, I feel good about math, them. baseball. Yeah, I feel good about them. I, um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I certainly don't have anything against them. I don't. I'm not like paying personally that much attention to them. Like, uh, I guess they're they're good that they exist. I don't think it's like bad that they do, because <laughs> I know some people think that they're just like bad for baseball and stuff. I don't know that I would say that um ever <laughs> i think they just they're just another way of like analyzing sports and it's kind of cool that like of all the sports baseball is the one that was like the most like quantifiable um i think there's a few like stats that i like i'm more or less like when the batters come up so i like on base percentage to me is like the most valuable statistic and it might not be the very most informative one but it's the one that is most commonly put on the TV screen while you're watching, that is also useful. Like usually they'll put up a few stats for every batter. So they'll put up batting average and um, I don't find batting average very useful uh, because like it doesn't, it doesn't account for somebody who takes a lot of walks or, so, or somebody could have a, a reasonably high batting average, say like 300, which is 
if you just looked at batting average only, 300 is like pretty good. Or like even like a th- like once you start getting like 315, 330, those are like really good, really quite good batting averages. But if the person doesn't walk at all and their and their on base percentage is also just like 300, that's like not good. Mm-hmm. You want a a a good to great on base percentage. You sort of want to be closer to like 400 or like 370 or something like that. Like getting on base a good amount of times. <laughs> um, but so like a good hitter um, who doesn't walk a lot is not as valuable to me as like a slightly less good hitter that like walks a ton. Okay. So it's fine. To me, it's fine if you have like a low batting average. If you have like a 230 batting average, which on its own, if you just looked at batting average, you'd probably say like, that doesn't look good. But you might find out that they have like a 350 on base percentage, which I'm like, oh, that's great. They walk a ton. (laughs) That's preferable to me. You just got to get people on base. Yeah. So that's like not the most advanced statistic. It's honestly like, only really a couple steps up from batting average, but considering people used to think batting average was like everything, um, to me, on base percentage is sort of like that quick stat that tells you a lot about a player. Okay. Um, it also gives you the best hope. Like if it's your team and you see someone has like a 330 on base percentage, you go like, well, he gets on base about a third of the time. So that gives me hope that, you know, we have a one in three chance of him getting on base. And so, like, I can almost immediately say, like, that. Or, like, if someone has, like, a 250 be- on base percentage, I'm like, oh, God, only a one in four chance. <laughs> um, and, of course, that's how you have to score runs is by stringing together a bunch of, like, really low percentage things. So, like, if you're, you know, if you have, um, I don't know, I don't want to get in all the math of this. But, like, you know, in order to get, like, somebody home you know four people or you know if everyone hits a single you have to get four of them like in a row <laughs> yeah or like yeah well that's not quite right but you, you get my point yes, like I you do. have to get you have to string together several good hitters to get there's several hitters together in a row that all manage to get on base or move batters ahead oh i also don't like bunting which that's like if you're an analytics person you're probably anti-bunting that's interesting i think those um come together i mean sometimes so like there are times where it's appropriate to bunt so the most appropriate time is late is like in extra innings when you only need like one run Mm -hmm. so um you know if it's the ninth, if if you're i mean there's more examples in this but say you're the home team it's the ninth inning it's tie game say it's zero zero or whatever like both teams are having a hard time scoring and your first batter gets on base you know he gets a walk or something then it maybe isn't the worst idea to bunt him over to second because truly you only need that one run to win the game. Um, But all too often, um, this is called, the the name of this is small ball versus money ball. So money ball is the book and the movie and stuff that is all, all about the analytics. Small ball is like the, so money ball I think is mocking the term or not, or, you know, like, a sort of a parody on small ball and the idea of small ball is is the idea of like anytime you get your first hitter on first base then mm-hmm. just like bunt him over and i'd say like the reason how analytics stepped in on that was like it's like well don't give up outs ever like you shouldn't be giving up outs yeah and sort of the idea that like the offensive team when you're on the offense you're trying to base your your number one prerogative is to not make outs yeah. And if you're on the defensive team, your prerogative is to make outs. Mm-hmm. And bunting is making an out. So why would an offensive team may intentionally get themselves out? Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's that. Now we're getting a little more into where my analytics stand. Um, but that's more just like bunting is like so painful to me. <laughs> like watching <laughs> it, it's like oh, it better you better be deploying it in the right way or whatever. Um. Yeah, I don't know if any of your Cardinals loving fans will agree with me because that the National League tends to be more of a small ball league. Um, because of the the pitcher bats, National League, and they do not bat in the American League. I do know that. Um, so I will say I do like the Cardinals, but baseball is not my favorite sport. Um, I think mostly because I don't understand all the intricacies of it. Um, and like that's also why. I don't love like soccer 
or sports I just don't know very well. Soccer is like hockey, but with a ball. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... um. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, I think that's like a thing about baseball that I find exciting is that like each individual player is sort of doing like it's much like the like I mean, I don't know. Every other every sport has like defined positions, but in baseball, I feel like they're the most rigidly defined. So like everyone has sort of their task they're doing. It's kind of like nine separate games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the batter faces off against nine different uh, people in the field. <laughs> um. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> Do you, so the NL and AL have different rules. Do you think they should make them all have the same rules? Not necessarily go to the AL or go to the NL, but just make them have the same? Or do you like that they're different? Um I know a lot of people have strong opinions about this and I I don't really have that strong of an opinion cuz like if the National League wants to keep doing what they're doing then that's fine. I think maybe if I was a National League fan, I would want the designated hitter. <laughs> That's the only real rule difference is the designated hitter. Um, so I also, I'm, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan. So I also, David Ortiz was a, a big part of my fandom for the, the previous like 15 years or however long he was on the team. Uh, I guess it wasn't 15, but a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a, a designated hitter that whole time. And I think designated hitters are inherently more interesting to watch bat than a pitcher is. So... In that regard, I'm like, if I ever watch like a National League game, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But it, so like, cause I'm not, I guess cause I'm not thinking about it mm-hmm. as like a, a negative or whatever. Or it's, it also does have like the um, amusement value to watch a pitcher try to bat. Um, but I, I don't know. I think eventually it's, it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks. I think they're going to get rid of, I think they're going to add designated hitter to the National League no matter what. Um, because I think eventually it's just going to be like a player safety thing. Yeah. Because it's not, I mean, I don't know. Again, whatever you think about the pitchers batting, um, a lot of pitchers get hurt batting. I so, didn't know that. Um, enough. I mean, they're worse. Pitchers are worse at running than fielders are. <laughs> and also they're not good at it generally. I mean, there are a few good pitchers who are good. but Like, like that one guy who's a rookie. Oh, uh Otani. Yes. Thank you for not making me guess his name. Uh, I would never do that. Um, <laughs> I was almost worried that I forgot his name, but I knew who he was. Because <laughs> um, I'm not... He's on the Angels. Angels are fine, but I don't like follow them that closely. Although Mike Trout's on that team, and Mike Trout is like the best baseball player there is. I do know his name. Um, best players right now? Well, what was I talking... Oh, the DH thing. I'll get to yeah. that first, then I'll talk about all the best players. Or my opinion of the best players. Uh, so, oh yeah, because p- pitchers aren't good at it, so they're 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 just yeah, they're not great at it. And I think enough of them have gotten hurt, like trying to run the bases and things like that. They're gonna like get rid of it. The other reason I think they're gonna get rid of it is that the players' union, which the baseball players' union is known for, for being a pretty powerful union, um the strongest sports union by far like baseball players get treated way better than any other athletes do mm-hmm. <laughs> uh amazingly well and you know they get paid the most they're the highest paid mm-hmm. sports players sports players <laughs> athletes um you know more i mean for as much money as football makes like their players don't get paid as much as baseball players do which is crazy and, and also their careers are shorter they, yes this is true uh baseball is not a contact sport <laughs> And, um, uh, oh, so the union is so strong that I think they eventually want the DH in both leagues because it basically opens up another spot for, I mean, the rosters aren't any bigger, but like if everyone needs to have a DH, they're going to, it's basically another spot for like a big strong dude to be able to hit home runs from. (laughs) So like to them, it's a money thing. Um, cause DHs will get paid more cause pitchers are going to get paid you know, a pitcher doesn't, a pitcher's contract is not affected by how good of a batter they are. Yeah. And like often, like even a good, even like a, a, a good hitting pitcher or like a decent hitting pitcher uh, will often sign with American League teams. Like it's not that big of a deal to them that they yeah. hit. So 
union wise, they'd rather have like more David Ortiz's making, you know, $15 million, $20 yeah. million in that DH spot than it being occupied. Otherwise, that roster spot is like a utility infielder or something like that, yeah. which are only getting paid like league minimum. Because in the, in the National League, I mean, because uh, because the pitcher bats, they do more uh, switching of players in and out of games. So that's generally, I think that's why people like pitchers batting because it makes the manager's job like slightly slightly more strategic in the National mm-hmm. League because they have to balance their players and their pitchers. Um, and you have to know when to like pull your pitcher and put a batter in his place and stuff like that. But the people normally replacing pitchers in games are like lower paid because they're ben- they're people off the bench. So yeah. they're not your starting players. Anyways, that's why I think it's going to go away no matter what. <laughs> um, I had another question while you were t- telling me about that. But um, you wanted to rank. Oh, I know what it was. Your favorite players. So before you say that, who is your favorite player? And then who do you think the best player is? And then I have a philosophical question for you. Um, sure. I think, uh, okay, Let me, I'll tell you who I think the top uh, four baseball players I think there are. Uh, so Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, um, mm, I don't know who I'm going to say after the, this third guy, uh, Mookie Betts. Um, and then I don't know who else is the best. People like to say Aaron Judge, but I'm not that... First of all, he's a Yankee, so I have to. I'm uh, obligated to dislike him. But also, he's like he hits a lot of home runs, but he has like some pretty big flaws in his general game. Like he's not the best fielder. Where <clears throat> like those other three people I mentioned, uh, Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, although Bryce Harper is having sort of a down year, and Mike Trout. All three of them are great fielders and great hitters like they're they're really they're very well-rounded players they're very good in in all aspects of of playing baseball um and they can like steal bases and stuff. i don't know i don't know mike trout might not have the speed he used to have but um <laughs> those are he's still really young but <laughs> uh, isn't he like 28 i don't even know if he's that old <laughs> um sports are crazy yeah I'm older than I, all three of those people, so whatever. Um, I'm older than most good baseball players. <laughs> um, my, uh, I really, I do, and so Mookie Betts is on the Red Sox, and I do really like Mookie Betts. I think he's got one of the best names in baseball. Mookie. Uh, I would imagine that's how people say it. Yeah, he gets like that sort of like it's like he's getting booed, but it's but like Mook. And also, he he's a he, I don't know if he's a professional, but I guess professional level bowler. He in the off season will bowl three hundreds in bowling tournaments. Like he's like really good at bowling, and I'm like that's amazing that you're like the best hitter in baseball, amazing fielder. Your name is Mookie Betts, which is an awesome name, and you can just bowl a three hundred on a whim or whatever. <laughs> Pretty cool, dude. <laughs> Do you think if he was a pitcher, he'd be allowed to bowl? Um. Like he would throw out his arm or something. Yeah, I want to want my pitcher. Um, bowling in. The I house. would. I would think. Well, it's. Mm, I don't know. I mean, the contracts will have weird things in them, but he's also. I mean, he also needs his arm to throw the. That's true. Throw from the outfield, yeah. you know. Um, I would guess generally they don't disallow too much. I think they have like opt outs in their contracts. Like, if players get hurt doing specific things, they can like drop them. <laughs> Um, but also like a player like Mookie Betts sort of can do kind of whatever they want. That's fair. Um, I also don't, I don't know too much about the contract stuff, but I feel like he's young enough where he's still getting like the stock contracts that oh. are like the same for everyone. Why? Cause that's like the thing about, uh, the early years of being a, in the league is like you're under this strict contracts that like have been negotiated by the league. And then mm-hmm. you don't really hit free agency until you've been in the league for six years. Uh, unless you sign a contract that extends beyond those early years. Uh, yeah. Okay, this is my philosophical question. Mm. And I have opinions about this. Okay. So during the end of the year when they're like voting for MVPs, there's always a conversation. Does MVP mm. mean most valuable player or the best player? Okay. Where do you land? Um, do you think it should be given to the best player? Or the player that actually impacted his team the most? 
Yeah, well, I, I I do think you're giving me a little bit of a false choice because I think what people end up saying is, if you're a if a team is doesn't make the playoffs, how valuable could a player be to them? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why I like so it's like oh well he's the most valuable player because you know they made the playoffs and he was the best person on that team, and he was better than all the other best people and all the other you know whatever. Now. I still think I so I think that's dumb. <laughs> that's my phys- philosophical answer to that. I I think that's so backwards because you can obviously be the best player on a bad team and be the best player there is. I mean, what if you hit, you know, like a thousand home runs, which is impossible, uh, and you're just you're on the last of bottom of bottom team. You know, it's like well, it'd be, that'd be hard if you hit a thousand home runs to be the worst team. But if you had no good pitchers, then you're just not going to win games. And this is, I mean, this happens a lot, honestly, because a lot of teams do pay for the best player, and then they can't fill out the rest of their roster because they spent too much money on like the one or two really good mm-hmm. players. I mean, the Angels have Mike Trout on their team. He's our, uh, he's been like the best player for many seasons straight, but like they don't, they off and on will make the playoffs and like he does, he does not win MVP every year, although he has won it twice now, I think, um, even though he probably deserves to, but it's, he's on the angels. So like he gets discounted where like someone on, like Mookie Betts, like the Red Sox are always winning. So he, he has like a better chance of like getting an MVP or something. Um, I mean, it's in, it's an individual re- award. It's not a team award. You don't you don't get MVP because your yeah. team was the best. You get you win the World Series because well, I also have an argument about that that I don't think the best team always wins the World Series. But I think that's true. Um, and it's true about any sport. I don't think the best team. I don't think winning whatever the championship of your sport is makes you the best team. I think that's very true. Uh, it. I think in yeah. in sports that have series, it's more likely. Because it kind of evens out eventually, but I think, especially in football, football, college, yeah. and NFL, you can. It's one game. Yeah, any team can lose one game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even in, I, I would I would say hockey and soccer. It's probably the most accurate because those games tend to be such a grind. Although it can suck if it's just like one to nothing. Because it's like, well, who knows? Well, I guess I guess if. I guess if you're doing a best of seven, if you're doing like soccer, it, it, World Cup is like one and done. Yeah. Basketball and I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess when you're considering like the Stanley Cup and the NBA finals, those are pretty good. I, th- I think I, without much knowledge because the, of the best of seven series, baseball is also best of seven series, but I'm not as convinced um, as I am about either basketball. I, I just feel like in basketball and, and hockey, you tend to really be able to tell like if a team is like dominating them for all the games you really know they're like the best team or whatever although i guess in i guess in either of those sports like if you get to like a game seven it's like you know if if each team has won three games and then one team wins that fourth game it's like well what happens if you did play an eighth game yeah does the other team win you know are they evenly matched teams i guess the only way in those sports i know for sure is if like it's a sweep you know yeah (laughs) I also think, I mean, I know in hockey this year, the team that won the President's Cup, who had the most wins during the season, didn't make it past the, was not in the finals. I don't remember exactly when they went out, but. Yeah, the, uh, I think it was the Mariners in 2001 had like 110 wins, which I don't know if that's the record or not. And I don't know if 110 is the correct number, but they, they lost to the Yankees, not even in the World Series. And it's like. Well, can anyone deny that the Mariners were over the course of the season the best team? And then, you know, somehow, you know, I tend to think there's more random chance in like the playoffs with that kind of stuff where it's like, oh, yeah. well, they lost to the Yankees in a game in a, in a, in a shorter series. Yeah. And if a certain player gets hot or a certain player gets cold or yeah, the entire team starts feeling it. For sure. For sure. Um, um, so do you disagree, you disagree with that MVP? Uh, um, I think thought? in baseball, it's a little different because it is such, there's like such an individual aspect of it, but I think an MVP is not the best player. I think, I think in like, especially like hockey, football, basketball, 
they just kind of want to give it to the best player, but that's not necessarily true. Although I will say LeBron James should win the MVP every single year. Um, because he's the best player. He's the best player, but also his team sucks. But besides him, yeah. Um, well, I think there's an element that the most val- valuable player should has like really rise their team to the next level. Yeah, I think I guess in baseball, like there are certain statistics that like sort of deem you MVP worthy. So like it's it is in a lot of ways like quantifiable. So like the big debate ends up being like okay, so if a pitcher strikes out a ton of people like that get and has like wins and a low ERA earned run average, mm-hmm. that gives him a good chance of winning MVP. Although very rarely do pitchers win MVPs. They have to have like outstanding seasons. And they only play once every five games. True, but they also play for when they are playing those games, they're playing a ton of that game. I mean, no, if, you, that's true. if you think about like a center fielder, I didn't think about that. You way, know, he bats yeah. four times in a game and the ball comes to him, whatever number of times with so the pitcher is, he throws the ball a hundred, 120 times, you know, got to pull him before uh, that. Uh, depends on who it is, but most pitchers you can go to 120. Um, Emily's having a hard time with the headphones today. Uh, I think it's cause she's wearing them backwards, but I'm just oh. now noticing that she's doing that. <laughs> Um, not quite microphone talk, but pretty close. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, I can wrap it up, but um, we can talk about my least favorite and most favorite teams. <laughs> if that um, feels entertaining. Um, I want top five of each. Top five and bottom five? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, wait. Uh, also, I feel like if we're really talking MVP, especially in hockey, I think it should always be the goalie. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like a weird, that's like a certain, yeah. Or like if you are like a forward who has like scored some like unworldly number of goals. Yeah. Like that's, gen- I guess that's how I generally feel about it is like you should have some sort of thing that's like so above and beyond. I mean, I guess there's like a way you could be most valuable player and like <laughs> have been like just like the captain who really got their team like doing the right stuff and was like calling all the right plays and th- whatever they're, whatever they're freaking doing. But, <laughs> uh, I guess to me, it's almost like I want you to just be like compiling some crazy number, like have a ton of home runs and then we'll let you be the MVP. <laughs> uh, as long as like other things about you don't suck. I mean, David Ortiz like almost won the MVP a few years ago. He does not field all he does is bat, but he hit like 50 something home runs. And it was like, let's just give him the MVP. He did not get the MVP, although I think he was slighted. And I don't, not do I just think this. I know this. He was slighted because he doesn't field. Mm-hmm. But it's like, come on, he just hit a whole bunch of home runs. Like, give him the MVP. <laughs> um, All right. Top five favorite teams. Top five most despicable teams. All right. Um, well, let me say, first of all, the Cleveland Indians, I, I really like uh, Terry Francona. So the fact that you aren't a Cleveland Indians fan is disappointing because Terry Francona <laughs> is so great. They're my second favorite team. Uh, he was former... Red Sox manager that got unceremoniously fired. And that was not a great moment for me. I was like upset about that. I was like, I love Terry. And so I wish him the best. And, uh, Hey Terry, we wish you the best. I wish him the best. I assume he is. Um, he has like a, he has like a, a thing where he, he wears like a sweater cause he needs to keep warm, like a, um, circulatory thing. And so he probably really likes tea because of its warm, warming features. Anyways, um, he seems like a cool dude. Always did. <laughs> and he won several of... Red Sox won, have won three World Series um, in the past uh, 14 years. So they've... Um, and two of them with Terry Francona. So I liked him a lot. The Red Sox have been a very successful team for the past couple of years. <laughs> uh, number one... So my favorite team is the Red Sox. love the Red Sox. Um... I also generally, I just have like teams in, I kind of have teams in each division that I like root for. So um, in New York, I like the Mets because first of all, they hate the Yankees uh, and I hate the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. Uh, and they're like, I don't actually have an opinion. <laughs> and if we're in New York, it's like, well, I'd rather, that's my whole thing about hating the Yankees too, is also like, you all had the, you all had a choice to, between loving the Yankees or the Mets and you all choose the Yankees, which is such a cop out. Uh, everyone is like they win a lot or whatever i fucking hate that like what's the point of cheering on a team that uh just wins all the time anyways same reason most people don't like 
the uh, Patriots. You know, they they just they won a whole bunch of games, uh, and people dislike them. Listen, that's I. I'm not saying that to defend the Patriots at all. I'm just saying, like, that's like if the Patriots never won a game, never won the Super Bowl, people wouldn't care about the Patriots at all, right? Right? Are we there on that? If they never won a game, no one would care. I mean, no one cares about the Browns, right? <laughs> all right. Um, I have no response. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I'm fully, I'm fully acknowledging that the Yankees and the Patriots are the equivalents in their two sports. I'm not like. I'm literally not defending the Patriots here. <laughs> I'm comparing them to a team that I also hate. Um, but I will give, this is the one thing I'll give Patriots fans credit for. We didn't have the New England Mets that we could also cheer for. <laughs> we only had the one team. <laughs> uh, also a fun fact, Yankees refer to people from New England, not New York City. So the fact that they became the New York Yankees is kind of a strange misnomer. <laughs> uh, a Yankee is specifically a New Englander. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Red Sox, number one. Oh, I also said I, I like the Mets. I'd say they're, I guess they're my number two because I uh, encounter that the most. And also the Mets have one of the best baseball stadiums. They have a really nice stadium. Um, let's see. Uh, and then I also, I like the Oakland A's. I think uh, just because their uniforms are green and it's my favorite color. <laughs> A reasonable reason to like something if i've ever heard one <laughs> um uh, and then um it's a little downhill from there i have like a lot of these other teams i have like just like no opinion of you know <laughs> um i guess i like uh i guess i like the indians because of francona although Every, some reasons I don't like them and some reasons I do like them. There are often I have like moments I remember of a team that I'm like, oh, this is why I don't like that team is this one thing they did. <laughs> or this is why I do like this team. They have this one like positive quality about them. But most of the other teams, I guess I'm a little, I might, I, I reserve the right to backtrack on that, but I feel like those are my, those are the teams I'm willing to root for the most. And top five, most despicable. Most despicable. Number one with a bullet. Yankees, they're the most despicable sports team of all teams. Um, I disagree. And uh, I mean, they've, they've mostly. I hate Michigan. They've won. Sorry. I, I I don't know anything about college sports. This is college sports unincluded in this. <laughs> the Yankees have won twenty seven now World Series of the hundred and fifteen of them there have been. So fuck that. They don't deserve to ever win another one again. Uh, for like the rest of any of our lives like every other team should like deserves to win multiple world series in before we're all dead <laughs> before the yankees ever win another one uh and there are several teams who have never won the world series and i'm always rooting for those people um i also don't like the cardinals uh sorry i gotta go <laughs> they have the second most world series championships after the yankees yeah no it's great you might notice a pattern of why i would dislike a team <laughs> if they win too much I want them to fucking lose a bunch. <laughs> I I want karma to be true. I want the universe to uh, come back to center. <laughs> um, I could get all political about this, but I won't. <laughs> I'm talking about sports. <laughs> um, and stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> I want a bunch of these teams to lose, and those are the two that need to lose the most. <laughs> um. Other despicable teams, I guess. So the Florida Marlins are yes. despicable uh, yes. in that they're a bunch of cheapos. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the other. That's another reason I could dislike a team is if they seem willfully uncompetitive. <laughs> I hate the Marlins. Uh, Marlins are bad in that way. I guess Baltimore is also kind of bad in that way. They're also a rival to the Red Sox, so I guess I dislike them in that way. Although I don't dislike Toronto or Tampa Bay, who are also rivals. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Baltimore, Red Sox, and Yankees are all in the same division. So they're all bitter enemies to each other. But I don't really find the Tampa Bay Rays or Toronto Blue Jays. I actually feel bad about Toronto because <laughs> they're, they're, they're sort of a sad team. Anytime they get kind of good, then they get really bad. Um, so those are the teams I should be the most angry at, but I'm not. Uh, the one place I've ever been heckled... Um, by fans uh was at dodger stadium so i guess fuck the dodgers too uh 
uh i don't really have any specific reason to dislike the dodgers other than they're also uh, rich i tend to dislike rich teams although in an odd twist of fate the um team spending the most money on their roster this year is the red sox although that's um baseball doesn't have a cap there's no cap in baseball they have a luxury tax they have a luxury tax and every year you're above the threshold your luxury tax increases and basically this year the Yankees and the Dodgers both purposely dipped below the cap so they could reset their number. Oh yeah, if you just have one year under the luxury cap or luxury like ceiling thing, then your fee re- your fee percentage resets to zero. So both of those teams specifically went under cap this year or not, I keep saying cap, but you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> luxury tax. And uh so the and the Red Sox sort of spent a little bit more money this year. They got J.D. Martinez, who's uh, people will call him Just Dingers Martinez because he mostly hits home runs. <laughs> uh, and so the Red Sox spent a little money this year. Um, but also, I would say and this is Red Sox are maybe the mm, I, I right now they're the best team in baseball. The Red Sox are the best team, um, which is. It's nice to be on recording this podcast while my team is the, doing the best. The Yankees are also uh, arguably just as good as the Red Sox, although technically the Red Sox are doing a little better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's, I don't need to go anymore. You said five, but I that's feel great. like I just said who I dislike um, the most. So you're predicting that the Red Sox are going to win the World Series. I... Yep. You're predicting that the Red Sox are going to win the World Series. I'm predicting well, yes, <laughs> that guess. the Blue Jackets and Ohio State will win their respective um, championships. And I feel good about this. I have a, uh, yeah, if we want to get all uh, regional about it, I'm feeling pretty good about New England sports this coming year. <laughs> I believe uh, the Celtics look like they're doing pretty good. <laughs> Things like that. Hey, LeBron might pay, play for the Celtics. Unknown. He's gone to LA. Unknown at this point. He's gone to LA. By the time this podcast comes out, we might know, but... Uh, he's going to LA. <laughs> Maybe he's um, staying in Cleveland. <laughs> no. Um, All right. Do you have anything else you wanted to ask me about this? I don't think so. This is a particularly fact-driven. I don't know that I made too many jokes, although I did get to throw shade at all the things I like <laughs> to throw shade at. <laughs> I was not quite as snippy at the Yankees. Like, even if you think I was very snippy towards the Yankees during this podcast. You could have been much worse. Oh, I can be, I can be way worse. I have some, some pretty vile opinions about the Yankees. About, um, about the Yankees and their... I, could, I literally could do a whole episode, and maybe I will, about how much... Or maybe it'll be my mini topic some week about how much I dislike the Yankees. <laughs> 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 I think it's more of a... It's, I don't know... It's a, it's interesting whether I would dislike the Yankees as much if I wasn't a Red Sox fan because I used to hate the Yankees a lot because they were always beating the Red Sox. And that was definitely like a Red Sox specific mm-hmm. reason I hated the Yankees. Then the Red Sox beat the Yankees and that was a very cathartic moment. Oh, I know. And they came back from three down. Yes. Three nil. Three, nil, three zero. Three to nothing. Three nothing. <laughs> I watched all of that. I watched that whole World uh It wasn't even the World Series. It was the ALCS that year. I will say I also watched it. And I was, yeah, it was crazy. Um, I was living in Boston at the time. So we like, I went out and like celebrated and stuff. And it was just uh, so crazy. But that was very cathartic to beat them. So honestly, after that, and probably like the, especially, or even more, or not, mm, no, not more so. But in, uh, to add emphasis, then they beat them. Uh, then they won the World Series again in 2007, and it was like, okay, well, the Red Sox are good now, so I don't have to hate the Yankees for just being better than the Red Sox. So I kind of got over that aspect of it, and then I don't know if it was like moving to New York or what <laughs> what it was, but I've like decided that I really hate the Yankees again, and I think it's more for a, the general reason of of being able to hate them because people all over the country dislike the Yankees. I mean, people. Of all fandoms, I think, I think that's just like them. And I think I'm more in that camp now than I used to be because I'm not as defensive about the Red Sox as I was, as I once was. I'm proud of you. You're growing up. Uh, but it re- I did re- moving to New York did reinvigorate my hatred towards the, that team. <laughs> Michigan still sucks. All right. Take that, Michigan, which is also where Tom Brady went, right? Yeah. 
Sorry. It's okay. I don't, I, I like, I, my sport is baseball. <laughs> um, um, I feel good about this. Okay. Um, I don't think we have any corrections because if uh, we did, we talked about them on the previous episode. Yeah, I don't think we have any. All right. Well, this uh, is fun. guys, I, I'm going to restate that, tell a friend about this podcast. This is my new, this is my new thing. I want to start. We, I love that we hit a thousand listens and we're over that, probably well over that now because this is coming out a couple weeks after that, uh, that number I gave you. <laughs> Exponential growth, guys. Exponential um, growth. So if you could just tell someone, share it on Facebook and all that stuff. Um, of course, write a review on uh, iTunes or Facebook as well will help us. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Just straight up tell someone. That's like really what I want. I want you to say like, hey, you, listen to this podcast. Hey, this uh, cafe, you should play this podcast over your PA system. Well, I've never heard a, a podcast TV. over a PA system. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I think making, that'd be confusing. I'm I don't like it. <laughs> shooting out ideas right now. Um, I have an idea. Send us your topic ideas because we want to give you what you want to hear. So then you will tell your friends to listen. Wow. We should do a we could do a special episode where we just like do a bunch of like uh I don't know listener feedback or whatever you want to say like you know kind of like a mailbag kind of yeah. thing. Ooh, I love a good mailbag up. Guys, we might be doing a mailbag in a few weeks, uh, so send us your mailbaggy stuff. TBD podcast at gmail dot com yep. mm-hmm. if you want to send us anything. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's it, right? Yeah, my foot's falling asleep. Cool. Well, <laughs> I have been Matt Armando. I have been and will probably continue to be. <laughs> I, I'm going to continue to be Emily Riggins. This has been TBD. With Matt and Emily. We love you all. Okay, bye. Bye.